0: Welcome back to the Sustainability Talks podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Sheehan, managing partner at ETF Partners. ETF Partners is Europe's oldest and leading venture capital firm focused on backing businesses that deliver what we call sustainability through innovation. Now, last time we spoke with Vikram Gandhi, the professor at Harvard Business School, to discuss investing, risk, reward, and impact. It was actually an enlightening a great conversation highlighting the positive contributions of venture capital in achieving a sustainable future so please make sure you listen if you haven't done so already a link in fact is just at the bottom of this page in today's episode we'll be speaking with uli grabenwater the deputy director of equity investments at the eif and christian Mossfeld, former ceo of vex and exploring how we can achieve a new greener europe so so welcome uli welcome christian just, just so I'm sure everybody knows you, but but I'm going to give you very short introductions anyway. So, uh, Christian, uh, you you ran the Danish Growth Fund for for 18 years, and I think transformed it. Um, and then after you you retired from there, you've you've been even busier, I think, uh, with, with things like uh, Better Energy. And, and early, uh, I guess we go back a long way, but but for years and years you've been head of equity investments at the European Investment Fund, on top of which you're passionate about sustainability, about impact. I, and I know I, I need to say you're speaking in a personal capacity now, and indeed you you both are, but, and to my mind that means you can say whatever you like. So I'm expecting a bit of uh, excitement and even controversy, and that will be fine. Um, and uh, people might not know, Uli, that you, you, you're you also uh, a lecturer at, at the Spanish Business School, AISA, and of and published a few few interesting papers, such as an unconventional perspective on impact investing. But I'm I'm going to start now by by just reading out something. And this is the sort of statement I used to want to make and didn't dare. So this statement is that climate change and environmental degradation are an existential threat to Europe and the world. And to overcome these challenges, Europe needs a new growth strategy that will transform the union into a modern resource-efficient and competitive economy. Now, that's kind of what we stand for at ETF, and I know you guys love what this says. That's actually written by the European Commission uh, a year ago. That is the statement of their Green Deal, which is their number one stated strategic priority. It sounds good words. Is this for real? well um i
1: i think it is and, and probably not so much by um the expression of a political will but uh, by a necessity of um, the challenges that we are facing as uh, as a society and uh, that goes far beyond the the european um the european context uh, i think the um the the, the approach of um, uh, having to integrate uh, um um climate and and environmental concerns in our conduct of business and the way how we organize our business has become over the recent years and uh, certainly since uh, the the Paris Agreement in 2015 has become an an urgency that uh, we can simply not forego anymore. And I think the objective that transpires from the announcement of the European Commission at the, the beginning of the new presidency um, was nothing else but to recognize that this is going to be a pivotal um, element in the competitiveness of the european union uh, in a in a global context so um uh, i do think it is um it is for real the ambition is for real um the the question of how we are going to get there is a multifaceted uh a challenge that uh, probably not everything in that uh, respect is sorted out and i think it takes a lot of um a lot of brains to get that uh, to get that sorted, and not only from uh, the public sector, not only from the European Commission, but uh, from every single stakeholder in our economic
0: system. Yeah, and, and Christian, is this is this knocked um, off course by the pandemic now, then, or or you know, what's the impact? But I do think that
2: that um, that all the basic building blocks of the technologies we need to transform the European economy is there. So. Um, so we have a great chance of, of actually doing it. So, um, yeah, it's it, it is for
0: real. And, and uh, but people have uh, on both sides of the pond started to talk about build back better, which which almost suggests to me that it's it's got a got a greater sense of urgency um, because because of the, the the sense that you know crises really can happen and we we have a we live. In, in a more fragile world, and we, we we perhaps need to take more care of it. So, so the, there's an element of, of which this is about resilience in the economy as well. Now, um, but early, early, would you agree? I mean, you were talking about jobs as much as the the environment when you when you said your your words a few moments ago.
1: Well, I, I think we need to we need to definitely uh, stop thinking in. Um, in segments and in silos when we talk about the concept of uh, sustainability. Obviously, when uh, this pandemic um, broke loose in the beginning of this year and, and and basically forced the entire economy globally into a lockdown uh, with all the social issues that have been attached to it, uh, uh, unemployment, uh, uh, economic growth and, and the like, um, everybody was asking the question, uh, so, this is the new green deal uh, right. uh, we We basically uh, uh need to reshift our priorities that we just had defined a few months ago uh, but i think um, i think we if if anything comes out as an awareness of this uh, of this uh, pandemic crisis that we're going through it it is that um, we need to start learning in systems and um um, we need to understand and accept that uh, when we look at societal issues that we need to solve to, to create a sustainable society, society, we cannot go by the assumption that the problems and the challenges that we are facing are going to come in in the form of a muscle of pyramids, that we can deal first with uh, existence and with health and things like that, and then with uh, possibly food, and then later on with uh, uh, with um, I don't know education and employment and, and economic growth and some, th- somewhere at the top of the pyramid, then we are going to talk about the uh, self-fulfillment and the art and things like that. Um, the the challenges that we are facing, uh, possibly twenty or thirty years ago, we could prioritize because we had right. an almost by that standard uh, unlimited time frame to um, uh, to deal with them, right. and we also. Uh, probably have understood when we were looking at the Millennium Goals that um, we even would get an extension for those that we would not manage to achieve in time. This time it's the other way around. Uh, I think, uh, first of all, we cannot afford to prioritize because the urgencies are simply um, as big on one side of the, as on the other side of the spectrum, and we need to deal with them in parallel and we need to deal with them fast because. Unlike for the Millennium Goals, we are not going to get extensions on uh, a very few of the uh, very vital uh, SDG goals that we need to achieve by
0: 2030. Okay, so so we need to do a lot of things in parallel, and and uh, we have the tools already. I think you said, Christian. Do you, uh, the, the, um, do you do you agree with what he's saying here? I I do agree that that that, that we
2: have to think of competitiveness of. Our economies, in a, in a much broader sense, uh, going forward, um, uh, it, it's clear from from the uh, the learning of the pandemic here is that you need to have a very strong um, health system in place in in order to uh, to get you uh, smoothly through a um, a pandemic. Um, countries with a fragile health system. Um, they are they are they are in a in a poor place right. now. Right. So we need just to think in in, in terms of um, of a of a broader, uh, much broader system, um, and a, a and a tighter um, uh, fabric uh, of the society uh, uh, to build up a, a resilience um, that we need. And what does that
0: mean in, in practice? I mean, I, I mean, I did see the. Danish government announced a 3.5 billion euro Danish Green Future Fund. So, so you know, can you just chuck money at it? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's
2: it's it's important to note here that that uh, the three 3.5 billion uh, euros, it's 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 not a budget line, it's not an expenditure, it's investment. Right. So it's an asset. Um, I had uh, a couple of years ago. Um, Talks with um, policymakers in Denmark, and I said to them, "Hey, why don't we build on the very positive experience we have with the Danish Growth Fund uh, on the mm-hmm. Green Deal? Um, uh, the Danish Growth Fund has has invested in, in hundreds of hundreds mm-hmm. of startups and growth companies over the last um, couple of decades, and and um, and succeeded to build new industries and." And uh, lots of, of, of new jobs and better jobs. Um, and on top of all of this, uh, we ran a, a solid uh, profit. Um, oh. uh, why don't we do the same with the Green Deal? And then we can actually have a triple whammer, a better climate um, and uh, more, more good jobs and, um, and, um, and a positive return on our equity. No. So uh, what's not to like? I said, uh, go and do. And, and, and they did.
0: Which I mean, I have to take my hat off to you. That's impressive, and it's it's a great amount of money, which should make a big difference. Uh, but but to, to be just a deliberately a bit cynical, that's that's a, I, I did a back of the envelope calculation. That's about 600 euros per day, and it seems like a bit of a bargain to fight climate change. Uh, and, and only I know the EU talking about even bigger numbers in their Green Deal. They're talking about 270 billion or thereabouts. But again, per capita, that's that's um, that's actually not very much. So it's, it's, it, that makes it... I can't get my head around whether these are big numbers or, sw- or small numbers. Maybe you could help me out here. Well,
1: um, I, I think I'd, I, I'd say that we need to uh, get rid of one big misunderstanding in that. And the big misunderstanding I see there is that... Uh, uh, neither the Danish Danish government for the Danes nor the European Commission or the European Union for every European citizen is going to fix the environment for us. So um, it is not true that we are going to buy for 600 euros a Dane or for whatever amount we calculate on a European Union level, that we are go- going to buy for that amount a fixed and repaired environment for us. Okay. That is not going to happen. What we are talking about here is that we are looking at resources that are going to be invested to create a mentality change in our entire economic system for everybody to contribute to the change that we need to go about. And that is what this capital that is currently ring-fenced in the various investment plans at national and European level is about, that we create this catalyst for systemic change in the mindset of stakeholders in our economy. That we are going about um, the challenges that we that we need to tackle in a sustainable way, and I think I'd like to bring that back to the to the initial question that you were asking whether we are we are about to build back the normal that we had before, and um, and I was responding that we need to look at it as a system. Uh, we need to look at it as a system because we cannot forget that we are dealing with several challenges at the same time. If we had only the environment to fix. Of course, we would throw all our money at solving the environmental issues and then consider that we would be living in the perfect world. But we cannot go by the assumption that we can just deconstruct from one day to the other everything that we are having in terms of economic processes, in terms of production uh, processes and ways of how we actually um, satisfy our consumer needs and whatever we, we may derive from that and replace it by something else that is going to emerge from one day to the other. Take, for example, the European car industry. We all know that we have to move to a, uh, we have to move to a fully CO2 neutral way of mobility uh, going forward. And that would mean that um, the entire car industry will have to replace basically its entire production fleet. But you cannot do that from one day to the other. Take the example of today, and, uh, and the demand that there is for hybrid cars and for uh, fully electric cars. Your current um, uh, waiting time for a new car in that market segment is between 12 and 18 months. Oh. And possibly, possibly the car that you would like to have is not even yet in design or in production because we haven't figured out yet how we are going to go, go about thing. So I think we, we are not in a position where we can say that we can throw everything we have overboard from from one day to the other and and it will step in with a new process but uh, we need to actually create with the um, investment uh, facilities that we are bringing to the market now, we need to create that mindset shift that will lead us to a more sustainable um, um, way of operating and uh, given the urgencies that we are facing, we better get that mindset shift uh, pretty fast.
0: Okay, so uh it, it, we can't just throw money at the problem it's it's a it's there's a whole retooling of society here uh I, and, and that sounds like a profound change um uh, do, 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 Chris, christian are you optimistic about this about because uh you know you, you were talking about economic uh growth and success and Ulis talking about retooling society are, are they compatible
2: yeah i i i, I agree in, in in that as well um but it's, it, it, it's important to, to note that that um, well, of course it, it takes um, um, a lot more capital uh, to transform uh, our economies into real green uh, economies. Um, uh, the, the Danish Pensions Fund, uh, they have signaled that they are, they are ready to invest um, half a trillion half a trillion mm. um, euros um, in the coming years. So there's a lot of capital there ready uh, to to invest in, in infrastructure, for example, but um, the um, the capital that has been allocated to the Danish uh, um, Future Fund, the Green Future Fund, uh, is more uh, targeted to the very early stage, right. uh, the entrepreneurs um, um, uh, to build up a stronger ecosystem, and mm. and our experience is that uh, that um if we build that in a in a smart way it will it will pull in private capital um right. at a much much larger scale um uh, once uh, the companies that have been uh, granted uh, early stage capital by um by these initiatives uh, they they need follow up capital
0: so just to make sure I understand this properly, then if there's a kind of a wall of money waiting to go and it's not yet being deployed, is that because, you know, why is that? Are they waiting for more innovation then? Is that what you're saying? Or are these, um, help me understand that in more detail.
2: They 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 are uh, waiting for, for more mm-hmm. innovation and, and, and they are also... Um, um, the the pension funds they prefer to invest in in infrastructure oh, right. uh, and 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 very large tickets indeed um uh, or uh, via um, um equity funds um uh, venture funds um i think the one of the first things that we have to put in place is a new um is is a new green um power producing system mm-hmm. um and once we have that in place, um, we get uh, easily or more easily other uh, elements of the new uh, green uh, economy in place. Um, I think it is; it, it should be possible within the next 10 years to to build um, more or less 100 percent solar, wind and battery um, power systems uh, in both of the European uh, countries um, and power produced at a much much lower price than what we see now uh,
0: um, so, uh, that, that makes a lot of sense to me but uh, i think if i was summarizing i'd be saying that you're that there's a lot of money that wants to to be is, is willing to go into the area but it's it's holding back slightly uh be, for, for more track record or greater certainty of return is, is that kind of the right feeling that, it is. It is. It is. And we have we have seen in Denmark. We have seen it um, okay,
2: uh, cool. with the with the uh, uh, wind generation uh, uh, power generation. Right, yeah. right, right. And it's um, it started off uh, with um, very very uh, small companies, uh, and it has grown into a huge business. And um, and um, uh, pension funds are in fact very very eager to invest in offshore wind uh, generation. Um, so. True. Okay. Yeah, they okay, are. They're waiting for, for for that to happen also in, in the in the uh, in this uh, right. solar energy
0: industry. So, early, so I must challenge you with this. Then it it sounds like we have a revolution that needs to happen. We have capital that would be willing, but 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 actually, um, the track record of returns isn't quite there. So people are hanging back. So, so what, what's your perspective on this?
1: I think that is one of the one of the main main tasks of um of uh, public capital in the market is that uh, we actually use our funds to demonstrate that this new economy this new um era of um uh, our business um uh, environment is institutionally investable and um at, at the level of EIF, we are not uh, we are not uh, backing off from this challenge because we have done the same thing with the venture capital space, uh, we, which we have picked up in the worst crisis in 2000, uh, when everything has been bombed into pieces by the by the dot com crisis. Right. and we've been building back over over the decades, um, uh, the last decade and a half, we've been building back a venture capital market in Europe that today, in terms of return expectations at least, is uh, totally at par with the US market. Right. And I think the same, the same challenge we are facing um, we are facing in the, in the green uh, space, but I think we are going to be helped by um, the, um, by the business behavior and the impact of uh, the current environment on the profitability of businesses as such as well. Right. Um, if you look at the uh, uh, take, take the, even the, the, the evolution over the last uh, 10, 12 months and the, the stock market mm. crash that we had. And, uh, and the evolution afterwards, the market um, uh, segments that have been recovering the fastest from it have been the most innovative yeah, ones exactly. in, um, in, uh, in the market and not only in the technology space, but also those um, market segments and those type of companies that have been addressing their business markets, uh, their business models with uh, the most um, sustainability mm-hmm. uh, conscious, uh, conscious way. Okay. i think uh, the the challenge that we are that we are facing is that uh, when it comes to defining um, uh, business models uh, going forward, we need to make sure that um, uh, we are leveraging on the innovative power that um, that uh, that we have available today to actually anticipate the type of systemic shocks and crises that we have in the future uh, The pandemic that we are just going through is just one expression of that if, in the environmental space we are facing the same type of challenges and uh, if you take just the example of how we are dealing with the covid crisis and uh, how we go about tackling uh, that uh, those circumstances it is very similar to how we have been dealing with the plague 700 years ago and which we simply cannot afford being that our uh, our blueprint for dealing with the, this type of crisis and the same anticipative approach we need to have to any uh, systemic threats that we are, we are facing be it on the environmental side be it on the health side be it on the social divide side we need to find solutions that are more anticipative
0: than that is capitalism up to the job you know are we really right to be thinking about rates of return when when we're talking about uh su- such a crisis should we not be able somehow to be more radical um christian uh, what's your view on that
2: well i i i think uh, there is still um lots of power in capitalism um uh, we 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 see this time that um um the 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 technology market has has not suffered a setback as we saw in in uh, uh, during the financial crisis and uh, and, and back in in, in 2000 2001 um, the whole ecosystem is simply a lot stronger. Um, the investors are um, are more experienced. Uh, we have seen it before. Um, the market didn't uh, dry out. Um, it, it's still there, and and uh, and, um, and and we have lots of very very skilled entrepreneurs. Um, uh, they have um, they have gained experience from the tech sector, and they can readily take it into this sector. Uh, so, I, I I do believe that uh, there is there is there is a lot of um, of a um, power in, in capitalism still.
0: So, um... Okay, and Uli, I'm expecting you to say the same thing somehow. Uh,
1: actually, <laughs> um, actually no. <laughs> actually, no. Uh, I actually do agree that uh, capitalism has a, a great deal of shortcomings when it comes uh, to the challenges that we are facing. But uh, on the other side, I'm also realistic. Uh, And uh, I don't think that we have got the time to educate the entire financial market system to a system of uh, philanthropists. Uh, That's not going to happen, at least not in the time frame that we have got available. Not in 10 years, right? To solve (laughs) solve the problems. And that uh, that leads me to the conclusion that uh, if we want to give us a realistic chance of sorting that out, we need to work with the system and make the system more aware of uh, what is at stake. And uh, one part of that comes from the integration of externalities in uh, the regulatory system, so that um, uh, people and, 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 and stakeholders actually pay for the for the consumption of common goods. And uh, there's a lot of work going on uh, in, the, in that space from. Uh, regulatory um, uh, measures to integrate CO2 footprint and things like that in production chains and, and what have you, uh, to the um, uh, creation of transparency through impact-weighted accountings and, and things like that. That is, uh, is a, pro- a project that is on the way as well. And, and, and on, on the other side, we also we should not forget about the most important uh, power in, in the market system that we currently have, which is uh, consumer behavior. And that has changed massively over the over the last two decades. And uh, I would even go that far that um, I would say that the competitiveness of any company going forward will lie in its ability to monetize societal value. Mm. And if you approach capitalism from that perspective, um, I think we can maintain the focus on um on value creation for um, for a capitalistic structure, but it will actually have to take into account the stakeholder group that we may have thought so far that you can neglect it. Okay, it's no so longer the case.
0: I think I think you're saying if if the kids go green, then and you want to sell to them, you better go green. Is it? Is it uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very good. But isn't isn't is,
2: isn't that also part of the uh, of the capitalistic system? Uh, consumer behavior is. Um, Company behavior, I see lots of CEOs now uh, expressing very clear strategies on the green deal, um, and they better mm. do because uh, investors, they express uh, very clear uh, preferences for, uh, for, for green investments. Um, uh, so so I, I, I still believe that, uh, that capitalism is a, is a good servant, but it's not a good master. Government should lead, um, should take a lead, for example, in setting up uh, investment units, as uh, the Danish government has done, and uh, and and after having built a stronger economy, they should uh, redistribute um, some of the income uh, to make um, to build a, a a resilient society.
0: But yeah. uh, this is this is part of the capitalistic system as well. And and Christian, I would I would much prefer to disagree with you. It would be more fun, but but I fundamentally. Uh, do agree. Um, but but then it's how you manage transition, as Uli said, right? Because because there's a lot of pain in transition and surely that that's the rate managing the pain is the rate limiting step, isn't it? There's enough willingness to change if we can manage the, the transition costs, surely. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So and is is Europe still in the lead then? My, clearly I'm biased. I'm in Europe. I think it's in the lead. What what's your perspective? Uh Christian then Uli. Well, um,
2: it's uh, it has a um, a pole position, uh, so um, in a way, it's still in the lead. But it will it will have to uh, to accelerate from here to stay um, in the lead. Um, we have um, we have the technology, we have the um, um, we have the essential building blocks. Uh, we have a readiness on part of the, uh, mm. of the consumers and the companies and the investors. Um, so, um, if if the Commission does what it what it says, and um, and the um, and the governments of um, of each individual uh, country do the same, I think we, we can we can stay
1: we can stay ahead.
0: Okay, uh, Ali, is, uh, your perspective.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the main advantage that I see for Europe in this entire evolution is, um, that in Europe, we probably have uh, the most, um, uh, sustainability, a fine culture and, and, and population. Um, I think there is no other geography on this planet that has a, uh, intrinsically a bigger awareness of the link between, um, Personal well-being and the protection of the environment, and that translates into consumer behavior. That translates into um, um, a much more critical uh, approach of uh, um, citizens, also in the election processes, with respect to agendas that uh, put it at, at risk uh, our our environment or not. And uh, if you look at the um, uh, at the surge of uh, environmental uh, environmentally driven parties in the election processes across Europe over the last uh, couple of years it is a clear trend that actually translates also in the in the political decision-making process and I think that is um, um, it is this it is this consciousness and this uh, awareness of uh, of the European um, uh, population that gives um, a, a, a kickstart in in terms of consumer behavior but also gives an affinity in what uh, where resources are directed to, um, with respect to innovation and uh, and and technologies that emerge that actually are vital for for, for taking on those challenges. So, uh, from that perspective, I believe um, um, we have got a good basis to work from. But um, having um, a a population that is fond of these topics is not going to be good enough. Uh, we also need to curate this environment, and we need to. Um, right to direct and, uh, and, and guide it uh, to um, genuine impact uh, rather than just the uh, activity that, uh, that is there at scale. The big difference that I see today is that we need to link whatever action that we take to concrete outcomes where we want to be because otherwise we are going to spend a lot of money on feeling better than the others, but it won't save our planet.
0: Right, so so we, we we should be feeling a bit better, but but we shouldn't be complacent. I think you're saying, and uh, and you're you're kind of introducing the topic of of green finance to some degree. I think, you know, uh, if if all this money is appearing in Europe for a purpose, and we start to have this thing called green green finance, is, is that is that actually helpful, uh, Uli, Is this is this just a distraction, or
1: I I think it is it is helpful, but um, for me, money is nothing else but a means. Uh, money as uh, as such uh, doesn't change our environment. Money as okay. such is not making it better or worse. It's the question of how to be directed and to, okay. for what purpose are we directing it. And um, and uh, let me let me maybe reply okay. to your question with one challenge that I see in using that money. Okay. We have uh, over the last few years. Um, being uh, beating the drums quite uh, quite massively saying that we've been doing so much more in Europe in, in terms of mobilizing capital for uh, environment and sustainability and what have you. But um, um, most of the money that actually we directed to uh, profitable projects that have been in new fancy fields of uh, nuclear, uh, not, not nuclear, yeah. of solar power and things like that, replacing uh, fossil industries and, and, and the like, and that's all very good. But we also need to make um, ourselves aware that um, um, 80% of uh, what we need to um, to sort out in terms of um, uh, climate challenges is linked to assets that are already in the market mm. that actually need to be converted towards a more sustainable environment rather than being rebuilt. We won't have the time to rebuild everything mm. because... Uh, This is a stock that has been grown over over several decades, and we are not going to replace that in in, in 24 months. So we need to be actually much more conscious about how we use that wall of money that is out there in the market. And more importantly, how can we direct it to the risk and return profiles that are not naturally associated with the assets that we need to back and how we can be used in that context, the catalytic
0: capital of the public sector to make that happen because because i guess uh, we're in danger otherwise of just relabeling a flow of money what's happening anyway Uh, and uh, that's yes that uh, would uh, be actually the right change yeah yeah yeah. so 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 um christian do we do do we need to change finance to make it green then or um is is it do we need a a better um taxonomy or language to to express how we think about impact what what's, what's your view
2: no basically i think we we can we can we can go about the same um uh, analytical uh, tools and, and framework um as we have done uh, um previously um of course it's 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 conducive to 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 have uh, a new consumer behavior right. and uh, in a new company behavior and a new kind of investor behavior that they would they would prefer to to, to, to have this this um, uh, triple bottom line uh, focus. Um, uh, once this is in place, I think we can we can apply the same instruments. And uh, and again, I think we have all the basic building blocks for 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 growing new um, uh, green uh, and sustainable businesses. Um, uh, once we, we, we start with the, with the energy system and we get uh, much lower energy prices um, uh, based on solar and wind, um, we can take home uh, production from East Asia. Um, we can build uh, more local production, which is also more sustainable, uh, shorter uh, supply chains, uh, which is also very important for, for building a more uh, resilient society um so i mean everything calls for for us to invest heavily in the coming years um in infrastructure and also in um in entrepreneurs uh, um applying all the the, uh, the the building blocks of the existing technologies on 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 scaling up new businesses
0: uh, with the green transition Okay, so, so I'm I'm going to pause for a second and reflect on what's been said, and, and a lot of good things have been said. But if I'm just deliberately cynical to the point of slightly rude for the moment, just as it's kind of more fun to be challenging, uh, a lot of this sounds like, well, you know, when we've had a bit more innovation, we can start to deploy capital. Uh, it's, it's a systemic problem. No one thing makes a difference. Um, maybe you can give me examples of what European institutions are doing today that's making a difference. Um and early, I'm gonna take the liberty of putting you on the spot, um, speaking personally, of course. <laughs> to to what 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 should we look for and say, Oh, that's what they're doing today that's making a difference? Because you know, we, we haven't got much time really, have we?
1: Well, I, I think um what we are doing in response to it, and then actually um, I'm in the midst um, with, uh, with my colleagues at, at EIF in the midst of the um, strategy debate on how we are going to go about the programming period of uh, 2021 to 2027. And uh, uh, this is not about uh, trashing out one or the other um, investment window for supporting green economy, things like that we are basically um in the process of discussing how can we actually shift our entire investment activity wow. to be to be parasitized. okay so this is That's, profound yeah this is this this is basically as 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 you said if we want to have the markets uh, go along with the perception that this is possible we need to prove it ourselves in the first place and right. that is what what we what, what we are looking at uh, as we speak um, we, are, um, we are we are going to take on from um, January next year um, the infrastructure investment activities of the EIB Group. That um, that's part of a reorganization um, that has taken place this year in the EIB Group. And uh, the first decision that we have taken with respect to that that the infrastructure investment uh, f- um, activities that we are going to conduct on behalf of the EIB Group are going to be directed 100% to uh, environmental sustainability. Oh okay I'll, uh, I'll, means, now. I'll take it back <laughs> yeah. so um i i think it's 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 a question of um, um I, I wouldn't say that you don't have to take anything back because the, the, the reluctance that, that that you express it's a natural it's a natural reaction and as i said before at the same time where we need to walk uh, towards uh, very ambitious environmental goals we cannot leave aside that uh we need to take a population of more than 300 million people along with us. Right. This, was, this is not going to work if uh, the, the agenda of the Green Deal of the European Union is going to end up with 50% of the people in Europe being un- unemployed. Right. So we need to actually create um, this, this um, uh, intersection between the innovation that we are going for and this innovation creating value creation potential also economically in a way. Right. that uh, the
0: prosperity of Europe can be built on that in the future. Okay, well, it well, it, um, it it does sound like you're really um, thinking extremely seriously about it, so I'm, I am impressed by that. Uh, Christian, are national governments treating things as profoundly and as seriously?
2: Probably not enough, um, I would <laughs> say. Um, um, I still would like um, our government to do a lot more. Um, I think we can do, for example, a lot more in farming. Uh, and, the, uh, and the, the commission can do um, more also in, uh, in farming. We have um, lots of uh, low land and, and peat land um, with a very high carbon uh, content um, uh, that needs to be taken out of, of, of production. Um, and uh, um, the obvious way to do it uh, is, is actually just to build uh, solar power. Um, on this land, and um, uh, and and you can have a a, a triple winner as well there. Mm. So um, we have a powerful, we have lots of powerful tools at hand, and one one is the the way uh, farming subsidies um, are handed out. Right. If we just do that in a greener way, it will have an effect because mm. farmers will react swiftly.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, to to survive as a farmer, you have to be a, an acute businessman these days. I think exactly. Um, and and you, Christian, you you've mentioned a revolution in energy in passing. You've, you're touching on a revolution in farming. Are these the two main revolutions that you see, or or? Yeah, um... certainly, certainly,
2: certainly. And they are probably going to be um, um, more profound revolutions than the one we have we have seen in in. Um, in communication uh, technologies. Um, um, we are on the cusp of, of, of this energy, green energy revolution, and also in farming. Uh, as um, uh, prices of uh, precision farming uh, comes down rapidly, and um, uh, the the extraction of, of, of green protein, um, and, and fermentation, precision fermentation, um, in, in, in ten years time or maybe even in five years time we don 't need the cow any longer, and the, the, the cow will have to go the same way as the horse um, It will be a pit uh, in the, in the in ten to fifteen years' time
0: so, so now I think i 'm speaking to two revolutionaries that, that, that I think you, I think you both see pretty large change across a range of industries in in a relatively short period of time um, so, so I want to ask you each, and, and um, Ali, I'll start with you again, what, what success looks like to you, then, if you're looking forward five or ten years. Um, you know, g- g- give us the vision.
1: I think a success um, for me would be independently of, um, of um, um, the individual objectives, and uh, Christian has been mentioning a few sectors that obviously are very vital, um, and, and there, there are others on, on top of it linked to mobility and, and the like. But for me, I think the most important um, success factor that I see, and that's that's something that we need to achieve even in the short term, I would say in two to three years, we need to be there, is that we, we measure uh, our own um, engagement in this, not with the amount of money that we've been pouring into the markets, but we measure it against what we have changed in terms of economic
0: behavior. Uh, and we being... And, uh, the institution of the IF, or you and me, or...
1: It's a, it's a institution like EIF, but also um, any any um, any organization that brags out there in the market with being active uh, for climate uh, uh, change okay. and and and, uh, and sustainability and and the like, um, needs to actually be accountable for what has changed because of this intervention, and not because of how much has been invested, because we can easily invest everything we have. Yeah. In in any activity that does, in quote marks, no harm. But we are simply in a situation where diluting uh, what is being done as harm to our environment is not enough anymore to secure our sustainability. Okay. We actually need to get beyond the the, the delusion of the bad with something good that we are doing to changing the the, the, the patterns that actually produce a negative impact on our
0: society. Okay. Very good, thank you. And, and Christian, uh, you, you've had a bit of time to think about this one. Now I've seen you making notes <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, uh, I,
2: I still believe it's it's important to have a massive um, deployment of capital. So it's it, in the end we need it, Capital makes the world go round and change the world. Um, so success is to 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 make sure that we get full. Um, benefits of all the opportunities that are actually outside of our windows and um, and build a new and stronger ecosystem of entrepreneurs um, who can readily um, uh, put together all the the basic elements um, and building blocks of uh, of, of uh, the new industries uh, and uh, and scale it up um, so um i'd like to see a massive, a shitload of money being invested into this uh, Green Deal, and I'd like to see lots of uh, stranded black assets out there um, um, and losses of those who have invested uh, in the fossil fuel business um, in, in in these years um, uh, without thinking of, um, uh, of the climate.
0: Very good. Um, we're, we're reaching the end of our time. I'm going to I rudely give myself the last word um to, to say that actually i, I really enjoyed this I, I i think you you're both offering a real uh a real call to people uh to to only to personal action to account personal as well as institutional accountability christian on the need to to act and, and actually for institutions to deploy real money um but i think you're both optimists um and, and i am too so uh It's optimists who change the world. So on that note, I I do want to thank you. I know you're both incredibly busy, um, but this has been great. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainability Talks podcast. To find out more or join us as a guest, head over to the ETF Partners website at www.etfpartners.capital. You can also connect with us on LinkedIn or follow us on Medium at ETF Partners. So until next time, thanks for listening.